just a second. Good everyone. I hope you're having an amazing day. So welcome to another episode of New Zealand Salesforce podcast. Um, so today I have a very special guest on my show who's a senior functional consultant, uh, Kinon. So we'll be talking about functional consulting side of things on Salesforce side and what it means to be a Salesforce functional consultant. Um, it's a casual chat. I mean, uh, Kinon, you can, uh, you're welcome to grab a beer if you want. Uh, the only one clause is no swearing. Yeah. So welcome to my show, Kinon. So happy to have you today. Um, uh, thanks, so, because happy to be here. Uh, you're welcome, man. Um, so can you uh, tell me about yourself, you know, how many years of Salesforce experience you have and, and things you do uh, in a nutshell? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I entered the Salesforce world about two years ago, uh, right? near the same time when I started working in New Zealand. Uh, but before that, I have about like 10, 10 over years in the um, ERP uh, consulting consulting world. So I was uh, a consultant for an ERP product. Uh, for those who don't know, ERP is just a fancy name for a finance and accounting system that, um, you know, that we install for companies. So I, I, um, I started work in New Zealand and the company wanted me to pick up the Salesforce uh, product. So I said, yeah, okay. So as uh, with everyone, I started learning on Trailhead. And the more, I mean, it was pretty, um, pretty rough at first because there's a lot to learn, right? Even though uh, I'm familiar with, with uh, systems in general, but when you're starting started learning Salesforce, it can be quite overwhelming. But uh, luckily, Trailhead uh, makes it easy for for people to to pick up, and then it will show you step by step about what you need to do to produce certain results. Uh, so then, um, yeah. So after a couple couple months of uh, learning, uh, I I was put on a project to implement a third-party app on the Salesforce platform. And then, uh, you know, after, well, after two years, I have about, uh, well, modestly two, two Salesforce certificates working working on my third one and uh, 150 badges. So, yeah. That's, that's exciting. Thank you very much for that. I, I believe that the projects you're in uh, would have given you a lot of experience uh, on the Salesforce side. Um, so I presume you always worked as a functional consultant, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, before I started Salesforce, I, I was a functional consultant. Uh, you know, implementing this um, this ERP system. So it's it's not really a big leap big leap for me to to move from that to Salesforce because Salesforce uh, is just another system that I, I have to be familiar with. And the system and the third-party app that I was implementing on Salesforce is also another ERP. So there are there are similarities. It's just that I have to, uh, you know, get used to the Salesforce platform as it is, and 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 be be aware that everything is done on cloud because uh, I'm from the old school system, which is, you know, 
uh, implementing it on premise yeah. uh, before the cloud. So if you're doing on Salesforce, it's all on the cloud, which makes things uh, essentially quite a lot easier. That's cool. Yeah, that's right. Um, so can you tell me what is the role of a functional consultant? I mean, from a Salesforce perspective, I mean, because people might be listening and thinking, oh, yeah, we're talking about functional consultants, but what is functional consultant is all about? Yeah, I mean, functional consultants have, have uh, I would say, identical roles, whether you're in Salesforce or otherwise. So if you're a Salesforce function consult consultant, most likely that uh, you'll be dealing with the customers and the users. You, uh, first of all, you'll be gathering their requirements and trying to, to understand that and then uh, translating that into the Salesforce environment that is mapping their requirements to what you need to configure on, on Salesforce or customize on Salesforce to um, fulfill the requirements. You know, uh, that will involve meeting the users, uh, going back and forth, and then at the end of the day, once everything has been approved, um, writing the solution design. So once you have the solution design, you start on what we call the build. Uh, that's essentially configuring um, the Salesforce system or the third-party app to make sure that it works as per uh, the solution design that you have written. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So beyond that, then we go through what we call this cycle of uh, testing. So you, you work with the users or the customers to make sure that everything works as intended because, you know, along the way, uh, when, you, when you're talking to users, um, sometimes you, you may misunderstand their requirements or it doesn't quite turn out the way that they expected. So there has to be ironed out during the implementation, what we call the implementation lifecycle. Uh, and then from there, just make sure that um, everything works well at the go-live date, and then uh, along the way, you support them afterwards or support the users afterwards. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, roles or hats that you have to wear as a functional consultant. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's good to know. Um, and do you have to know pre-sale pre skills as well? Um, partially, I suppose, because uh, it depends on what are you or what the company expects you to do because pre-sales is a um, specialized skill yeah i mean i have done pre-sales before um well usually well pre-sales is actually a different topic right because yeah. i've seen functional consultants doing pre-sales and um sometimes they don't do well in presenting the uh the system yeah because oh. Uh, it's not in pre-sales. It's not just showing the functionalities or list or just listing the the features and functions of the system. It is actually selling them the system, right? So it's more of a sales activity than a consulting <laughs> consulting right, activity. Right. Yeah. So it's a totally different mindset. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I just I just wanted to put it out there so that you know someone listening to us today might think, oh yeah, do you have to know pre-sales? Because I've seen job advert right in New Zealand 
sometimes expect people to know pre-sales. Um, so that's that's one of the reasons why I asked. Uh, it can be taught and also depends on your interests and personality as well. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's a learned skill. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you go into it knowing that it's a different mindset and a different skill, then you just need to switch your mind to that. Um, yeah, to that way of thinking. Uh, I'm just saying, like, don't don't expect someone senior or senior functioning consultant to to be good in pre-sales immediately just because he or she knows the product well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. That's good to know. That's good to know. Cool. Thank you very much for that. Um, another question I wanted to ask: that Do you have to have an IT background to become a Salesforce functional consultant. The reason why I'm asking, right? Today, say for instance, a school teacher might be listening to us, you know, you know who's uh, teaching, say, liberal arts, and wondering, oh, Salesforce seems very exciting. Can I become a functional consultant? Do you need to know a IT concept, or, or can someone say a banker can become a functional consultant, or, or say, oh, let me let me put it in a very simple way. I'm an accountant, right? I'm a, I'm an accountant, so I wanted to explore Salesforce consulting space. So, is that something it's possible, or do you have to go and take an IT course, or, or I mean, uh, the transition? Um, well, sure, of course it's possible. Um, the caveat is how much work you want to put into it. Uh, first of all. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm from an accounting background, so I, I'm definitely not from IT, right? Yeah. But even though you don't need, I, I hate to use the word but, you know, but if even though you don't need an IT background, you do need an interest in IT, yeah? Right. And I don't mean like hardcore IT, like uh, knowing programming syntax or whatever, but on a general sense, just be comfortable and curious about how IT works in general. Because if you're on, on, on Trailhead uh, and on Salesforce, you'll definitely come across some terms or concepts uh, that you have to know, right? If you get bored or turned off by, by those concepts, like for example, in Trailhead, Salesforce explains how their cloud infrastructure works, right? So that's essentially knowing how Salesforce works. Um, you know, then there needs to be some sort of interest in, in knowing that. And along the way, you come up with like integration that you need to, you know, I mean, we don't expect functional consultants to, to create integration APIs, but, yeah. you know, there needs to be understanding of what an API is. Yeah. yeah so right. so right. those are the overall IT concepts surrounding the platform that you will encounter. Um, yeah, so so it's good if you're comfortable with with uh, with or curious in knowing that. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. That's good to know. I mean, it will help people out there listening to us, right? Who wanted to make a transition to Salesforce. I mean, it will help them, right? To have that a little bit of IT mindset, you know, just to understand, uh, you know, what it mean by cloud computing. You know, and I mean, like you said, it's they don't have to know API programming, right? But at least if they know, understand what API means, so that that's a good starting point. Cool. Yeah, definitely. So, and now, do you have any any favorite Salesforce feature, uh, like something you you know you're very passionate about, like you know, like for instance, Product Builder or Flows or? 
Yeah, I think the latest uh, version or iteration of Flow is, is very powerful. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's quite easy to use as well. I mean, for a relative uh, non-coder like me, right? So with Flow, you can do a lot of stuff. I mean, if you if you compare Salesforce to what I was doing uh, earlier, um, the earlier system or the or the um, my previous ERP system that was working on, yeah. it was quite rigid, right? So if if users have um, requirements that the system can't meet out of the box, it takes a lot of effort to uh, to customize, right? I think you know, right? I mean, if you're talking about uh, unit four ERP, yeah. I mean that's what you and I have been working on before we uh, we were in Salesforce. Yeah, uh, it takes a lot of programming knowledge to to customize the system to meet the the user's requirements. Uh, but in Salesforce, I think about eighty to ninety percent of the of the requirements I dare say can be met by by flow. Right? Depending on whether you want to do a simple flow or complicated flow, but it is possible to do it while flow. Yeah, so I, I kind of, kind of like it, and it's one of my favorite functionalities uh, I would say to work on. So if there's a problem that can be can be done by flow, I would not hesitate to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I besides flow, I do like uh, the Salesforce reports as well, uh, mm -hmm. reporting function, and I'm warming up to to its Einstein analytics or you know or what or Today it's been called Tableau, Tableau CRM. Right, right. So what do you think about Einstein? Do you like it? Is it flexible, um, easy to learn? Yeah, yeah. I've just uh, got a super batch, one of his super batch uh, last week. Oh, and yeah, it's definitely, definitely easy to learn. Um, I mean, I'm not that um, an expert in BI systems, but I managed to pick it up and uh, managed to uh compile the data and create a couple of uh, reports on it and it's a good looking reports as well so if i think if you're on a salesforce platform uh you would definitely want to consider um tableau crm or ISI analytics as your bi tool instead of like power bi or you know right, right. Other, other third party uh, reporting tools because they're so well integrated mm. Right. I mean, I the one of the thing uh, cool features of Einstein I like is that, you know creating a data set, and even you can create the data set using Salesforce existing object, or you can uh, you know bring the data set from say AWS or you know uh, other platforms. So that's one of the cool features. Yeah. I, I yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of options that you can do with a data set. Um, you can like have formulas on it. You can filter it, and you don't even need to do it in a data set. You can do it on this thing called recipe. So right. it depends on what you want to do with the data and how you want to process it. So it gives you a lot of, of, of options. Right. I, I just wanted to touch one more stuff on Einstein, right? I mean, people might be listening to us thinking, oh, Einstein seems very great. I mean, it's, 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 it's like a fancy AI tool, which is great. I mean, do you have to know any kind of machine learning algorithm to understand Einstein or, you know, say someone with no a background in data science can you know come and straight away work on it um okay here's my opinion on that uh first of all 
again, caveat, I'm not an expert on machine learning or, or I'm not a data scientist. Uh, there's a function in Einstein analytics called a discovery where uh, if you fit it enough data and you click a button, the uh, Einstein analytics will give you insights, right? Yeah. Uh, and it will point out correlations. Um, but I think that you have to step back a little and here's where an actual data scientist will come in handy because when when Einstein give you the correlation or the insights, um, you need someone there to tell you why it did that or how it did that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you just be trusting something that's provided by Einstein blindly without knowing how that correlation or how that uh, how that solution came about. Right, because underneath all that fancy AI is just essentially statistics or statistical right. analysis. Yeah. So if you yeah. have a proper expert there, okay, you run Einstein and you will take and you will cut down your time. Yeah. You don't really essentially have to massage data or you know filter it through uh, R or you know Python or whatever. So Einstein will do it all for you. But when you interpret the data, um, I think it's better to have some expert who knows statistics saying, okay, this is how Einstein get, um, why, why are you getting this correlation? It's because of, you know, this model that you're using, right? And then there's a lot of maths behind it. Right. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you know, Einstein will spit out something and you can either trust it or you don't. Right? Yeah. You I, have no I, idea how, how, why the data or why that, that result is provided. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I when I started working on Einstein, right, I personally felt that I should know a bit of machine learning, like you know, you know, supervised learning or unsupervised learning, just to get the context, right? I mean, I, I do understand uh, for a functional consultant, it may not be necessary, but for if you are a technical consultant, um, I think it it will be handy to know, right? I mean, so should of course. Right. So one thing I just wanted to ask, since you said flows are in favor, right? So, you know, when you talk about Salesforce flows, right, it got a lot of, uh, you know, decision-making options there, like, you know, you can use if else, you know, loops. So do you think an understanding of fundamentals of programming will help or, you know, this is like a, you know, like a nice to have? Um, I don't think it's a nice to have. I think it's, it's important that you understand the fundamentals of programming because of what you just said, things like loops, uh, if decision, and then assigning variables, those those form the foundation of programming and that's what you have to do in, in flows as well. So if if you want to make the best out of flow, I would um, advise or recommend that perhaps you take a course on, on the internet on the um, fundamentals of uh, programming, yeah. I, I think, I mean, Salesforce sort of sold flow as, as uh, clicks, not, not coding. Yeah. And, and, you know, the impression is that, hey, anyone can do it. But the thing is, you, you have to understand or like programming as well, because if you're using more, if you're creating moderately complex flows, you're essentially programming, but just, but you're doing it with, clicks and dragging the boxes around instead of remembering uh, programming syntax. Yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah. it's essentially the same thing. I mean, you don't have to remember syntax, so that makes it easier. 
but on a fundamental level, you're doing the same thing as a programmer. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, you can, you can get by, but at the end of the day, if, if you are an expert in flow, uh, you know, all that lesson, you still be absorbing it anyway, right? So might as well make it uh, official. Right, right. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, I mean, I came from a programming background, so when I started using flows, for me, it was pretty straightforward. But yeah, the reason why I asked, right? You know, like I said, like you said, you know, you came from an accounting background, so you know, so that's one of the reasons why I asked. All good. Um, so, do you recommend people in New Zealand to become self or functional consultant? Do you think there's, you know, there are a lot of future or you know opportunities? Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Um... For whatever reason, the Salesforce uh, market in New Zealand is, um, is I don't know whether it's hyperbole, but I think it's exploding. Yeah. Right. Um, HR recruiters are looking for, for Salesforce consultants, and especially for technical, uh, Salesforce technical developers as well. So those are in, in quite, um, quite a demand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even if it's not, the thing about, Salesforce is no, maybe it works both ways that you can do the work remotely. So if you're a um, Salesforce consultant in in New Zealand, um, and you know for some reason there's no market here, well you can always apply for for a remote job in Australia. So you yeah, can, right, it's right. actually flexible to serve two markets as well. Yeah, that, I mean, that's right. I mean, uh, you're right on that perspective. That being said, you know, I mean, like I've seen a lot of uh, big companies in New Zealand using Salesforce, most of the government companies there, yeah, like, like mm. uh, you know, like in my previous podcast, when I was talking to Jimmy, I was I was telling him that um, the Ministry of Health, right, they, mm. they decided to use Salesforce for the vaccine, um, you know, cloud. Mm. Uh, not the vaccine cloud for the vaccine register, so which is fantastic. You know, it 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 shows one thing, right? Salesforce is being trusted around the world, and and yes, I do agree they are doing aggressive marketing, which is obviously you know that's means they 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 got better salespeople, which is fantastic, and so yeah, so so the that's that's why I was asking that you know if someone comes to you tomorrow and say, hey, get on. Can you, do you think that I should become a uh, functional consultant on Salesforce space because I'm an accountant? So obviously I think you will say yes, right? Uh, no, not not automatically. I would say, well, uh, it depends on your interests. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you really like puzzle solving, if you, um, you have like clear critical thinking skills um, and you don't mind you know, figuring out why certain things aren't working and, and you know, mucking around in, in systems, then right. yeah, obviously, you know, um, I, I wouldn't recommend it if you're going in just because Salesforce is the hottest uh, word right now. Everyone yeah. is talking about it. Um, but, but the thing is, um, Salesforce has an excellent uh, learning website called Trailhead, right? Yeah. So if you have interest in Salesforce, I would recommend that you um, sign up for Trailhead and then do at least 10 badges and see whether uh, you like it, right? So if you don't, you know, you can just drop out without, because it's free, right? 
-hmm. if you do just continue and try to make a career out of it if possible right that's that's a good advice thank you very much for that i appreciate it because yeah you know it's always good to you know uh test it to see first if you're really interested you know there might be case like like i said you know you came from a erp background and yep. uh, so you know I, I worked on the same erp system as you did so when i moved from that erp to salesforce it was like a mind-blowing experience for me because like you know I, that being said i've used salesforce before as well but compared to that erp system the salesforce was way flexible you know way you know it was more stable and, and the developing experience especially on that is amazing mind-blowing so and you know that's the reason why i'm still in salesforce space Right. That's, you know, I mean, that's pretty much what I wanted to ask uh, today. Uh, Kinon, thank you so much for coming to my show. You, you know, you helped a lot of people, you know, listening to us today, you know, who might have questions around, uh, you know, functional consultancy. That's, it's been a great talk. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. And I know it's Saturday, you know, you know, and so, Thanks so yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You have a great uh, weekend. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.